What up, my Honyaks? Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Finishing out the week strong here with you. Some Halloween-themed content. We're still a week away, but we'll see. Well, themed. That's going to be one of the topics of discussion. Hopefully your week has been great. Mine has been interesting enough, um, but it's been good. Gotten a lot done. Moving in is a process. Oh, Really, when you move, you should have two weeks off of work and, and just move in time, right? And not that I'm necessarily working, but, um, but like two weeks, in an ideal world, you'd move and you'd have two weeks off of work to get settled, get unpacked, get whatever furniture you need, and then be set up. But in reality, people got to work, people got kids, people got stuff, and so people have to keep working and you have to do bit by bit and you end up living in a half moved in state for a while. I was ambitious coming into this saying, um, we're going to unpack everything. I don't care. I'm going through everything. This is a good chance to get rid of stuff, old stuff that you haven't seen in a while that's just been buried and traveling with you, dead weight essentially. And it's a good chance to really fully sort, sort things and really organize a few things. But here we are. Now I did have a week of vacation, right? Like following a move. We had a week and we were here a week and we're gone a week and now we're in this week, finishing it out. And I must say, we're moved in enough, but it's still like, ugh. I'm just like, we're close, right? That, that last, the first 50% of the moving in, or I should say, settling in, unpacking process is like essentials, right? It gets done first couple days. Then there's that lag. And it's the temptation to, well, we can, we'll get to this and we'll get to that. And then six months later, you've you're moved in more than you were. But there's still these things that just went unaddressed. And you're, and we wonder why. Oh, don't wonder why. See, even I'm boring myself right now. So I feel you, dog. I feel you, but we, uh, yeah, and, and, and it's that last half that's the hardest part, and that's where we're at right now. Now, we still are working on securing some, like, bigger pieces of furniture so we can organize, because just like filling rocks and sand in a jar, you put the big rocks in first, and the little rocks in the sand, then the water. That's how you do it, folks. And the same goes here. Like we don't have a couch or any large pieces of living room furniture and I need to mount this TV and then probably get rid of this TV stand. And so there's just a number of other things. And with us being gone, it makes us hard. So it puts us a little bit of a stalemate. But I'm here trying to do my best. I want to thank you all for sending all one of your tips. Two, sorry, two of your tips, I should say. Uh, hopefully this week you've been all right, though, and you haven't died of dysentery on the Oregon Trail. Yeah, you thought that joke was done, did you? Uh-huh, and I was like, hmm. And hopefully your weekend is free of dysentery, Oregon Trail style. So, because that would just make for a horrible weekend. And I believe I've had a couple of those weekends recently. I had a, what was it? Yeah, when I got my food poisoning. That was some, I, I, I have a feeling that's like an inkling of what Oregon Trail dysentery felt like it was brutal though it was all in the all in the back end literally <laughs> for me so got good news uh you know we took a week off so we're back in the grind here so it felt good for me personally to get some snapbacks 
good old Shane. We know he's living in the dark ages here. The first piece of technology he caught on to finally, Snapchat, is the one that will probably be first out the door of, you know, the big social medias. And his, and his, uh, you see, like Facebook is like now the old people's social media. But Snapchat is like this awkward, like there's still some people that use it, but it's not necessarily just like the, it's not necessarily old person. It's just kind of like dying a slow death. Sorry, Shane. I know you don't want to hear this, but this is, this is just, and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe there's a whole horde of Snapchatters out there, but nonetheless, Shane is the snapback king. He, that's how he responds to me, Snapchat in his car. So I love it. So we got some good responses there. And I was excited to hear those, some really good stuff from Shane. As always, really, honestly, I'm excited to get him on the podcast soon because homie is funny and like genuinely funny. Like Shane, get ready, strap in, strap in Shane. This is, this is, prepare yourself, listen closely because this is like the one time I'm going to go in on a compliment roast, okay? This is your one chance. This is your one opportunity to get this. And then it's, it, this, is, this is the moment of, I don't want to call it grace, but maybe this is a moment of praise amongst a sea or, a, or an ocean or a sky of, of, of trash talk. All right? This is, this, oh, this is the one time of year or the one time in 76 years, you know, when Haley's Comet goes. This is that one. This, this is Haley's Comet for you. But no lie, Shane is legitimately funny. And, you know, we all have funny friends and we all make each other laugh. But, like, Shane has a way about him that is just, he doesn't even know it. And, it's, and that's why it is what it is. But it's, it's really, in a lot of ways, he has his certain parts about him. that's just comedic genius. And that, honestly, as someone who would like to believe that I could be a comedian, doubt that'll ever pan out. But we'll say a man can dream, right? A boy can dream. And, and so I, I like, I appreciate comedy. I try and be funny myself. I, I fancy myself a little bit funny, but I, I find myself with some, what I'll call healthy jealousy, right? Like I just see him, he has his moments where he kills or, he, or on the snapbacks, he's just cracking me up. And it's just like, man, I appreciate it. Like you, you got something there, right? And some people just have that natural knack about them. Um, like shout out to Connor. He is, we all have our, our different friends, right? And it's like, which friend am I? And I'm not going to say Shane's necessarily the funny friend. He's, he's funny in his own way. He's almost like the offbeat funny a little bit, but he is truly, well, he's, you know what it is. It's the old man funny, right? Old man just being an old man and it winds up being hilarious, right? When you hang around your grandpa enough, you're going to end up laughing. It's like a mini comedy special, but he's, he, but he doesn't know it, right? Everyone knows it, but the person, so maybe that's what's happening with Shane. But like, for example, Connor, I call him my creative friend, but really it's the ultimate petty. It, no one has better ways of being just the most petty. And, and really what it stems from is also there's just this certain creativity and this angle he can get on everything, right? Um, and the list goes on. And so that's always, it's always kind of what I wonder. Like, where do I fit in all this? Am I the obnoxious chatty one because that sure feels like my lane it feels like my lane i know in college i definitely at one point was classified as a random napper just get up yeah i'm sometimes i'd just stay on the couch sometimes i'd get up and go lay down use my textbook as a pillow or something and just real quick 15 minutes out and i'm good to go 
And then we're back, back to a 10. So, yeah, but Shane, I appreciate your comedy that you probably don't even realize is comedy. And I'm excited to have you on the podcast so, so that everyone else can experience this because you just make me laugh. And sometimes you piss me off with how funny you can be because I'm sitting here like, dadgummit, I wish I could be that funny, right? In, in a good way. Not, it's not, not the dubious envy where like I'm a Sith Lord over here plotting and trying to steal your method and then eventually take you down with some poison pills or something. I don't know, but... Anyways, uh, yeah, a little foreshadowing. I think I mentioned it, but we got some snapbacks from Shane. Sadly, I cannot play the snapbacks anymore out of fear that he would quit on me. And uh, also the audio quality was terrible, and it's easier for me to just disseminate the information. So I'll catch you up to speed. Uh, he had no weird road rage, but I got to witness a tiny bit of his road rage. He has a long commute every day, and there's some construction out on I-40 right now on part of his commute. And he was, he was, uh, I guess, bereaving. No, that's, what's that kind of, that's like sad. He was bemoaning, there we go, the Hanyaks who refused to go ahead and merge over when, even though, you know where it says, right lane ends, merge ahead, it's this construction. It's the same construction it's been for weeks is what it sounds like. And then it, and then, and then there's always the merge now point because I've seen some construction zones where they say use both lanes to merge point. But that's the key. Where's merge point, right? And merge point doesn't necessarily mean once the cones start to zig across the lane and you have to merge. Usually there's a state law merge now, right? Or it says right lane, right lane ends, merge. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that these, these folks are not doing that. And they're zooming by. He showed me a video. It was an F-250 with a trailer, like a RV trailer, towable one. It was maybe like a 20, 25 footer. Still, enough, enough to be a, a, a double axle trailer. Zooms by him. And I'm like, dude, you of all people should not be driving like that in construction zones. Truck and trailer, yeah, I get you driving a big truck. So the brakes are better, the power's better, and the trailer's probably pretty light, a little stick and tin thing, but... I saw that and I was like, oh, that's what you deal with? So yeah, he got pretty, pretty riled up, but he stopped himself. So no weird road rage, just the usual road rage. And it's, uh, I, I think we've all been there where some part of our, like, our daily drive or commute has been plagued, because that's what it is, by some construction. And you got to zoom through it and maybe you try and find ways around and it doesn't work, but you just got to deal with it. Whew. I feel for you, Shane. Stay strong though, buddy. Stay strong. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for, I'm, are you, Shane, are you telling me that I need to drop longer episodes? Is that what I'm hearing? Do we need to bump it up to like 45 minutes? And just to give you time to keep you distracted from the rage that you want to feel about all these idiots. I won't call them Hanyaks because they're not worthy of that title. There's at least some respect. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, you know? Half of it's respect, half of it's disrespect. And they, they need nothing but full disrespect. Single edge, just the, the guillotine of disrespect. But um, shout out to Shane for being better than me. And, oh, I, I don't know if I mentioned this at the top of the show, I was not the only one to drop the ball. Fellow nomad, Connor, he dropped the ball in the push-ups too. And... Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be moving once every, every week for the next several weeks. 
And he talked about, and of course, I just went through the move and then the, the, the trip. And so we admitted to falling off the wagon. And I already went over that. I'm not going to replay that. But I want to say Shane and I forgot Lincoln. Was that the guy who had been continuing to do their push-ups solid every day? Shout out. You got that old man grit and grind and old man scrimp doing 30 every time. Right now doing 50? This, this go hard shout out right here. I need a soundboard, man. Have different sounds for stuff. You know, we got we to gotta shout out a go hard right there. Go to go hards. Shane Lincoln, shout out to you guys for, for doing awesome. And now, and what did, and Shane also mentioned up in the ante. He said, I think I might, you know, go back down to 30 maybe tomorrow or in a couple days. Uh, but I want to, might add something else. And I want, I want Shane to be the example here. This is the Shane love episode, apparently. Love story to Shane. My love song to Shane. <laughs> my love, it's not, it's not a song because we're not singing here. Um, my love shout to Shane. <laughs> that might be, the, that's probably, the, I hope that's the title. I hope that was the title of the episode. If it is, you need to, you need to send me a text about past me and coming up with that. My love shout to Shane. Anyways, because that's all this episode is, gonna, is turning into right here. Because, but, but he's, he's the example, right? He starts with push-ups and he's sticking with it. And I'm assuming it's, I mean, going as good as it can, right? But now he's like, I want to add something else. He's up in the ante. Pretty soon, he's going to be doing a full workout before every meal. Oh, I didn't mention that. They're also doing them every single meal. So if you're like me and you're only doing dinner, lazy bum, talking to myself here too, talking to us. I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> We're on the lazy chair. Um, the lazy boy. Now, my excuse is I do about an hour workout, 40, 40 minutes to an hour workout every morning. It's pretty intense. So that's why I only do them before dinner. But you can call me out on that. That's fine. Yeah, but Shane's looking at adding some form of ab as well, which is I'm switching to. And I think I'm tonight, or sorry, last night, uh, just did six inches. So that's six inch holds. But Shane was said, mentioned that he was thinking about doing, and, and, if, and you want to join in on this too here. Um, he, he said crunches or sit-ups or both. And he said sit-ups are pretty tough. I agree. You have to sit all the way up. That's working your entire core to lift your torso and body. And it's hard. Crunches. But to both of those, Shane, I'm going to advise against as your professional Hanyak trainer over here, all right? Your pre-meal workout personal trainer. So that's what? The PMWPT. As your official PMWPT, I am going to say no to crunches and or sit-ups. First and foremost, I personally just hate crunches. Not because they're hard or anything, because I feel like they're half measures. I mean, they do a little bit to like work it, but I don't know. I think it's the thing that's like, it's, it's too easy and you're not, you, you don't realize that like the full range of motion of how your, your abdominal muscles, how much, how far they span and how when you do crunch, you're working like, you're working like two and a half abs out of your six or, and then even more than that, you have obliques and everything like that. So I just think they're personally garbage. I don't think they do that much. I think you, you get a lot or you get a little for a lot of work or a lot of seeming work. And it's, it's more of a feel good thing. You're like, I did 50 crunches and you feel, it makes you feel good. And sometimes we need those, but never with, ne never via crunches. Sit-ups aren't bad. You usually have to have an anchor point for your feet. I'm going to say, I like, and, and look, and planks are good. That's a good, what we'll call quote unquote, easy win or feel good win because it actually works your entire core. And, but yet a lot of times you can do more, right? Like you said, you said, oh, maybe I can only do 10 sit-ups and I get time could be a factor, but do a minute plank, right? 
And actually, I like six-inch holds better, mainly because it takes me back to fourth and fifth grade football practices where that was the, the last part of our practice a lot of times, and we had to hold them, and everyone's sitting there, don't put your hands under your butt, and you know, yelling at our little 10- and 12-year-olds, and we're all like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and we just call them six inches. So do, I, I like a minute of six inches or, or a minute of plank or 30 seconds of each because it'll kind of work different parts and aspects. Uh, but then I would, I would go the route of V-ups and those, and if and sit-ups are hard, it's funny, like sit-ups are hard regardless, right? But, and while V-ups kind of suck, they really suck actually, I like them better and I think the results are better than just an, just an average sit-up because you're moving your legs and your, and your um, chest and arms at the same time and so you're actually engaging the top half and the lower half, which is the hardest part to get those lower abs at the same time in all in one movement. And if, and if you don't like those though, better than crunches are toe touches. So you're on your back, your feet, your legs, you, you, it's basically half a V up, right? You just, instead of, instead of going flat and then like V'ing up, you just hold your legs straight up in the air and you just reach and touch them with your, um, touch your toes and come off the ground. Um, Russian twists are another good one. I would recommend holding something in your hand if you can. But if not, just do them, just do them raw. That's a good one because that, that engages everything. Also works the, the twisting motion and those twisting muscles that can be crucial. So uh, suitcases, I mean, scissor kicks, vertical or horizontal or both. Uh, if you don't know what suitcases are, it's where you kind of sit on your butt and you like, you stick your legs out and you, you put your arms out like you're, um, like you make a T and then you close them all. You bring your knees to your chest and you and you and you close, you hug your arms around your knees, and that's that's one. You do a suitcase. Oh, here's a good hard one. If you don't want to do six inches or a plank, do a hollow hold. Lay on your back, arms above your head, and you and, and your feet straight straight out along the ground, and then you you basically or or you can have your arms at your side. It's a little easier, and you just have to lift, and you're only in like the very very middle lower of your back, and and so you're holding. You're holding it upright. Um, another one that you can do with that is toe touches, or sorry, no, what are those? Heel, heel touches. So it's lay on your back, um, bring your feet towards your butt, so legs folded, um, with, with your knees bent, laying on your back, put your hands at your side, and you are kind of, you're kind of like, uh, what's the term? It's lateral heel touches though, but you're like, you'll, you'll, you'll bend to the left and touch your left hand to your left heel. I don't know if it's making sense. And you just do that back and forth. Um, something I like better than crunches because they're not technically, technically crunches. What do we call those bicycle kicks maybe? So hands on the back of your head, um, legs up in the air, knees bent, and you basically are touching opposite elbow to opposite knee. And so you'll, when I, when I twist to the right, my left elbow should be touching or it doesn't actually have to hit because you could bruise yourself, but um, reaching to meet my right knee as I fold my right knee up, right? And I'm doing that back and forth rapidly. I would do that over crunches, Shane. But the point being is there's, there's lots of great ab exercises out there. And just please don't do crunches. Sit-ups, yes. Um, and, and especially if you have an anchor point, but there's other ones that work just as well as sit-ups that don't require the same anchor point. Like, uh, I like the toe touches slash V-ups. Um, those ones are really, really good, but lots of, lots of good options. Planks, six inches, 
whatever. I'm, I'm going to do six inches and I'll probably add, I don't know, something, something, maybe Russian twist or maybe, um, what do they call it? I don't feel like they're called bicycle kicks. It's called something else, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, folks. But shout out to Shane. We all need to get on that Shane train right now. This is the, this, I'm shouting out my respect for Shane. This is one episode. You better, you better freaking enjoy it on this Friday on your drive. And if you listen to it, you're probably, if you listen to this all on your drive there, I want you just to just remember the distraction on the way back when you hit that road rage moment. And just, just find a distraction, lock into that distraction, and just ignore the haters, those buttheads. So, yeah, I forgot what a, wow, we got off track, folks. We forgot off track. So, I, just a couple small points. First and foremost, I want to reinforce how we need to push back against the culture, oh no, getting serious now, about how kids and family are not the, the most important things in our lives. I, I, I was at this car deal detailing, car wash detail place today, sitting in the lobby waiting on my car, and there was, some, there was a couple older people, and they talked for 20 minutes or whatever, however long they were there until his car was um, ready, until their cars were ready, and then they left. But they talked, and I even talked to them a little bit too, but they started talking, and 99% of their conversation was a little bit about themselves but it was mostly about their family. Now, there's this weird ground too where sometimes I hear people talking and it feels like a it feels like a like a peeing con like it feels like a pissing contest a little bit where they're like, "Hey, well, you know, oh, I've got a brother who's a neurosurgeon. Well, I, my uncle does this." And it's just like, "Are we just are we just trying to one up each other here?" But but these people were just talking about their families. The point was is like really when you look at it and when you look at what a lot of times people talk about is they talk about fond memories um and then they and they talk about family stuff talk about what's going on in your life sure but it's just like i don't know it just i had a moment of like this 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 is what people talk about this is what people cherish these older people that have grandkids or they're retired now they're doing that what you know what 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 is at the forefront of their minds what do they want to talk about with other people particularly strangers maybe they want to talk about their families. They want to talk about their relatives. And I'm not just saying their personal families. I'm talking about relatives too, cousins, brothers, uncles, whoever, you know, distant relatives. And, and sometimes trying to find, oh, maybe we know, maybe our families, maybe we've actually crossed paths via a mutual family member who's, who's a friend or something like that, right? But it just, to me, I was just like, man. And yet, what we hear nowadays is, and I'm, I'm a victim of this, waiting. The, the longer I go, the more I'm like, man, I should have... Well, I didn't get married till I was 20, basically 25, but, but I'm like, yeah, waiting to this whole, you see this people waiting to have kids into their thirties. And I'm just like, I don't think that's what it's about. And now that I have so many more people around me, family members and just friends who, who have kids and hang out with them. And, and I love kids. I'm just like, this is, this is, this is the thing that carries you through life. This is the through line of life. It's not necessarily just kids, like having kids. There's lots of people out there who can't have kids. But, but cherishing your family, prioritizing your family. And I just want to make that quick side note of like, like that's something that I think needs active pushback of we need to make sure, because I remember hanging out with one friend and they just talked about their kid who was, well, he's, well, he's two now, I think. And 
and just talked about, talked about him. And it was just, there's this joy that parents have and people, you know, when people have talking about their family, not even just parents, right? But like, really at the end of the day, in a lot of ways, I mean, sure, job is cool, whatever, this or that, but your family is what carries you through. Creator and your family. So, all right, that was the end of the series. We'll finish off on this note. So I was driving by this one house. I had the spectacular Halloween setup. It was just really like a 12-foot skeleton statue, or maybe even 15, and then like an 8 to 10-foot witch or warlock statue in their front yard. And I was like, dang, they really do it big. And then I, and then, and then it hit me and I'm sure we've all made this observation. So this is probably going to sound cliche, but I think it's funny how in Halloween is the one acceptable time that we can see all these kind of gory characters in a lot of ways. Not necessarily, they're not always necessarily bloody, but I'm trying to find a good word, you know, because like spooky doesn't do it right, but you see these kind of gruesome characters and decorations and things, and it's and we're like, yeah, yeah, it's totally fine, it's acceptable, right? And when so many there's so many people walking around and people who end up going trick or treating that they wouldn't in any other context they wouldn't subject their kid to this to viewing something of that nature, right? You're not gonna watch a movie that has this scary skeleton dude that's in this front yard in the movie. Now, granted, in the movie, it's like doing things, interacting, so maybe that's another factor. It's clearly fake in this, but even so, it's interesting to me. Just just a funny thought, right? It's like we wouldn't subject our kids to um, to only a certain level of, say, quote-unquote, scary, spooky, gruesome, whatever you want to say, but then Halloween, it's like that then that threshold then gets moved and what becomes acceptable in this time of year is is like okay yeah it's fine and i get we can't control at the same time you can't control what's being put out there and what's going to be on the shelves at walmart and whatnot what people are going to put in their front lawns but it was just a random thought right like everyone's like everyone's in agreement it's like oh wow that is oh you know what the other statue was that's why it made me think of this the other one was like a grim reaper type thing an 18 10 foot tall like red robe scythe and I couldn't tell, I drove by real quick and I was, and it was, and it wasn't like on the street, but it was just a few houses down and I was on a cross street. And basically it was just like, oh, that's fine. But not at any other time. Like if you just did that in the middle of April, people be like, yo bro, uh, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> Getting cease and desist letters of like, Hey, could you please take this down? My kids are terrified. Yeah, just funny thought, right? Well, but the worst, worse than that, you know what that is? Walk through Walmart, had to go to the outdoor section, looking for stuff for like grill cleaner and lawn related stuff. Holy Christmas Batman. I was hearing, ding, 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 ding. And I was like, already? We're mid-October already? And this has been happening for a decade or so now where we're like, Christmas comes out early and earlier in the stores. And it's one thing to like start prepping in the back corner with your Christmas decorations because once that comes around and people always joked of like, oh, now we just go from Halloween to Christmas. Now we're going from what? What was the last holiday? Labor Day to Christmas? Are you franking kidding me? You just forget. Oh, yeah, no, forget Halloween. Uh, next year it's going to be like, 
the first day of school and you're going to have Christmas decorations in the stores. All the, all the back to school stuff is going to be Christmas themed. All your little five star journals and binders is going to be all Santa Claus elves and Rudolph. What the freaking hack, man? Can we please figure this out? This is redonkulous, bro. I'm out here. I, I, don't, I don't know what you think, but I, I was absolutely amazed. And it's one thing, like, it's one thing to just, like, see some of them. I mean, the whole garden and outdoor was completely converted to Christmas already. And they were playing the music. Look, we all already get sick of all the Christmas music in every store. We don't need it for another two weeks. You're going you're gonna to solely Christmas for everyone. Stop it. Get some help. Just hold off. It's like how Black Friday got out of hand and then it, and it, and it started on like 10 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day and then went through 8 p.m. and the deals actually weren't that great and they were time deals. And then all of a sudden people are like, hold on. Did you just use the whole people getting trampled, which this is a good adjustment to Black Friday. You just make the adjustment on Black Friday to just, well, we'll just spill over into the holiday actually and just... uh. This is now about, all about consumerism. Uh, excuse me, no. And well, they since corrected that and people realized that was a bad idea. We're just, we're just going to do Black Friday different. I don't even really think that there's really any super good Black Friday deals anymore, personally. Like, I really, with the online game and everything, I really don't see them. I think they're a lot harder to find. I mean, that was part of the allure of why people were staying up all night, camping out, and then trampling each other. Because the deals were, you're talking 60% off stuff, random stuff, and it was great. I'm not saying we need to bring that back by any means, because I also think that was, because then people are camping out starting on Thanksgiving night, or sooner, and that's not good. I need to keep the holiday sacred, whatever holiday it may be, right? Yeah, if you want to tack on your little consumerism at, before or after the fact, whatever, that's fine. I, I, it just, look, that's the way things are going to be a little bit. But let's limit it and mitigate it. Like, that was a good correction. We now need that correction, though, that they made with Black Friday with this whole Christmas decor buckle. I don't know what we can do. I don't know what we can do. But something has to be done. Because this is, this is out, of, out of hand pocket and planet. Okay? This is totally fish out of water. This is fish in the middle of the desert. Gets teleported in the middle of the desert and flopping around. It's like, where's water? And they're like, this is desert, bro. Ain't no water. <laughs> Ain't no water here. Can we do something about this? I don't know. I don't know. But we, we are two weeks out from Halloween. And I remember when I saw the first Halloween stuff, I think, just before the beginning of October. And I was like, oh, this feels a little early. And then it was earlier this week. And I was like, Christmas? Excuse you? Like at Sam's, the Christmas aisle's up. They have the life-size nutcracker and everything, which personally is really cool. But I'm like, I barely, I, 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 I don't even know what I want for Christmas yet, let alone like have even thought about it. We, we're not, we're, we're over a month. We're like six weeks away from Thanksgiving. You psychopaths. But hopefully, hopefully, it, I remember getting this out of hand with Black Friday in the sense of people ought to get trampled, sadly. And then they shifted it, and then it just took completely took over Thanksgiving, and then they shifted it again. It has to get really, really bad before they can fix it. So maybe next year they will wait. I'm because I'm even okay if like the week before Thanksgiving or like as you know we, we're closing out Thanksgiving like mid November. Start 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 sprinkling in Christmas stuff. Don't start to playing that dang music yet until after Thanksgiving. 
you'll have a whole month, at least three, two and a half, three weeks of that. The whole month, though, you really have the whole month, four weeks of all the Christmas we can handle, right? And I get it. People, well, people got to buy their Christmas presents. Early. You can buy them online. You can go and get your gifts. It's fine. It's fine. So, all right, rant over and episode also over. Thank you so much for listening, being a part of the Hanya Accord. Shout out to Shane. This is your one chance to get my praise and affection. So enjoy it. Soak it up because we're going right back to that hot fire roasting that we normally stick to, you old geezer. Shout out to you, Lincoln, for being go-hards, being better men than Connor and I on keeping up with the pre-dinner and, and doing pre-meal. Just, just outdoing us in every facet. Really, really, really impressive. Um, the petty side of me, when you talked about doing 50 push-ups, because I'm not sure, I, I think I would struggle mightily to do 50 or 60 when you have to, because he says if he misses, then the next meal he just does he makes up, which incredible, which means he would be, if he's normal numbers 30, he's doing 60. I personally don't, this is my petty side. So I need you to take this with a, with a lump of salt, not a grain, a lump, cube of salt. I did have my little competitive petty side had the thought, I wonder, I wonder if these are full pushups. Are we doing full pushups? Full, 50 full, like chest and nose, like you kissing the floor every time. No, no bending, no worming. Stiff as a board? Um, don't answer that, please, Shane. Don't answer that. I don't want to know. I don't want to try and rob you of your glory. I don't care. Because that's the other thing that I have to not care about. I don't care. I can't get caught up in he's doing more than me. I need to do better. I can say, wow, he's doing more than me. I do need to do better, but I'm not going to try and pull him down at all to make myself feel better. Because that's not right. That's not right. And to anyone out there, if you're not doing, if you're not kissing the floor on your push-ups, it's, look, no harm, no harm done here. As long as you're doing them, because even doing, even do, doing whatever you can is better than not doing anything at all. And that I will maintain. Now, ultimately, you do want to get to the best version of whatever you're doing, but, but beggars can't be choosers. And that's just a fun thing to say in those moments. I don't think, I, I argue that we, um, nobody really knows what that means or when to use that, but no, it's a proper time to use that. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. I'm going to go jump out of a plane tomorrow and I'll let you all know about it on Monday and how part of me is not super excited because I want to learn how to do that and not have to be strapped to someone, but we'll get into that on Monday. So that'll do it for me though. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, share, dadgummit, this isn't YouTube. Be sure to share this, leave a review, uh, DM me any of your feedback, snap back me, whatever you want to do, text me. I don't care. Call me, beat me, text me. If you want to reach me, don't beat me because I don't have a beeper. Um, unless you ring my doorbell and you're coming over, then I love that. Come on and hang out. We got a lawn chair couch for now, but maybe by the time you're listening to this and getting to my house, we'll have that couch. Depends. We're looking at ordering one online versus we live by like 15 furniture stores within like a two mile radius of my house. So <laughs> it's going to be a fun day. It's right, that's actually what we're doing right now, potentially, if you're listening, because that's, that's all this Friday is dedicated to. So Wow, this goodbye has gotten out of hand. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head, Hanyak, signing off.